Welcome, welcome, welcome. Potent Podcast, episode 34 or 5? Charles, 34? 34. Okay, cool. 34, regional edition. This time, we're going to be doing New Orleans. But before we get into that, Trills, how are you, man? Chilling, bro. How you been, man? I'm good. Um, Back from Mobile, Alabama, and my first uh, press credentialed sports uh, event. You know, I went to the Senior Bowl in Mobile. It was um, an experience, you know, to say the least, you know, as far as something that I wanted to do my entire life. But I noticed some cultural differences when I was down there. Let's just put it like that. Okay. Let me give you your first fact that I learned about from Mobile, Alabama. Mardi Gras was invented in Mobile, not New Orleans. That's news. Did not know that because I see all the houses when we're driving through and they're all Mardi Gras themed. And, you know, my driver is like, yeah, it would have been Mardi Gras while you would have been here. You know, and then she was like, did you know that we invented it? And I was like, no way. So I went and Googled it. It's true, man. And and, and the district that we stayed in for the Airbnbs were all um, French French inspired. Like they look like New Orleans. Like, you know, and that, that was what's crazy about it. So. Wow. And you're like, wow, this is something that you didn't learn. Right. So you're going around the town and, you know, my driver says to me, oh, look, that's the that's the biggest tennis center in the United States. So I ask in the country and she says, I don't know about the country, but the United States for sure. Oh, man. I've been there 10 minutes. (laughs) Minutes. And that's my first interaction. See, that one's funny. I'm going to tell you a not-so-funny story, and I'm going to tie it into hip-hop as well, too, right? So, obviously, we're still going through the pandemic. The South has been red, not just on political affiliation, just straight up, like, you know, not closing stuff. And we've seen videos, right? We've made fun of it, like Bow Wow in Houston and all these things, right? Okay. Yeah. So, we <laughs> tip that there's some guys that we should be rubbing elbows with in the NFL that will be at this place called Veets in downtown mobile so i head down and you know we, we're in the cab the uber we get out and trills this place is packed wall to wall like a club not one mask in sight there's a band and people are spitting into the back of other people's heads spitting into other people's mouths it's just, it's insane. It's almost like out of a movie, bro. Like, you ever watch an older movie and say, oh, my God, why are they not wearing masks? Yeah. That was me, like, right then, like, when I'm walking through. I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. And we're walking through with masks on, and they're looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> so I said, I am not going in there. We are not going in there. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady could have been in there, like, chilling. And I, I, would, I don't care. I'm not going in there. I'm not going in there, bro. So how does this tie into hip-hop, right? So last week, you know, um, something breaks on the internet about the City Girls have a show. And when I see it, I'm like, well, that must be an old show, like, from, like, two, three years ago. Fam, it is a packed-out club, people with with cell phones in their hands, just rapping everywhere. This shit, they're carrying on like it's 2018. So I guess the point of this is, while I'm slamming people in Alabama for it, just to let you know, I slam everyone for it. Yeah. Sick girls, Bow Wow, whoever. If you're moving like this in this pandemic, you're going to get slandered. So don't think that I just save it for, you know, whatever, for, for the South or whoever, like, or even white people. Don't think that I just save it for that. 
It's anybody that's acting irresponsible at this point. Do you have a take yeah. on this at all, Trills? Like, I, I'm just, I, I was trying to be nice while I'm down there. Also, full knowing that this is not my town. This is right. the last place I probably ever want to be locked up in or anything like that. Like, so any sort of thoughts here? <laughs> Yo, I just find it hilarious that, like, you walking through with a mask on is the indicator that, like, you're not from here. <laughs> dude it was like you know it's almost like when you're you know you ever see walking dead when the person's walking through and he's got like maybe zombie guts all over him and he's yeah. just blending in yeah but then one of them notices that you yeah. aren't really the zombie and then they all start to notice that you aren't the zombie it's crazy to watch people's faces when we're walking through a mess or like trying to walk up like they're like disgusted almost i'm like dog this is a super spreader yeah like I've got my eyes on Mobile's numbers. I'm gonna keep checking it out because I expect a huge spike. Look, for all those things that I just said, the senior bowl is outside. It was socially distanced. Everything was good. See, you can do things like that. Right. But it seems like in certain places, because we had to go to other places, it seems like in other places, masks were good. Other places, it was just like do what you will. And I mean, you see it on the internet. But to be there, I was like, man, we are never getting out of this fucking thing ever, ever again. Like, we're not. Fuck. Yeah, bro. We are in this shit for the long haul, bro. Like, so many places across the country are treating it like it's not a thing, man. The crazy thing is, right, is when I'm booking my flight to go, right, usually it's just straight shot, right? Well, Mobile's airport doesn't allow the huge jets you got to get on a smaller jet. So so this is like, it seems like a clusterfuck of just planning, right? Like, look, don't get it twisted. I had an amazing time. I did things that I never thought I would ever do in my life, you know, being there at the Senior Bowl. But to get there is a hassle. While you're there, it's kind of annoying because there's no Ubers or anything like that. Like, you have to rent a car. Like, if you don't get an Uber by like 1230, you're not getting. I had to call a cab, Trills. I called a cab in Mobile. Check this out. This is another funny story. Call the cab in Mobile. I call the guy and I'm like, I'm at this place, whatever, this pizza place on this street. He's like, cool. He's like, you don't have any 300 pounders with you. Sure did. Definitely enough. A former offensive lineman was with me or whatever. Anyway, I was like, nah, we're good. I was like, and if he asked, I'd be like, come on, man, it's 290. You said 300. Um, so the guy sounds like he's driving. Okay. So I thought when you call a cab place, you call someone where there's a dispatch. Yeah. Nah, it's just a dude in his car. It's just one dude. One dude. And I'm like, and in my head, you know, like trying to be funny, right? I'm like, that man didn't answer no cell phone. This man is riding around with a fucking cordless phone. <laughs> like just answering calls. <laughs> but just just different cultures, different, different shit. But I, I wanted to tell that story about the super spreader because I want to shame the city girls just as bad as I do them. <laughs> and and I want to make sure that I'm I'm completely down the middle with it. And I'm you know, because I was just as horrified to see both things. You know, yeah. and it's just completely irresponsible at this point. You know, it just is. Um, speaking of that, you know, real quick, you whose song is Throat Baby song? I just had the name of the artist literally in my head like yesterday night because I was talking about the song and now I can't think about it's fine. Um last night the the new um Megan Baby song dropped. Uh, the video, yeah. the crab baby. The crab I baby. love that record, by the way. I love that record. I like that record. I was like, I wish we had outside. 
Yeah. Like that's one of those like if at a party, something like that, that shit would go up. Yeah. And then right after that, it comes on. And then dog, what is good with this new generation of rappers, fam? The girl opens her mouth. It's full of snow. This man is, you know what it's, it's, it really is. He's sliding down the snow trills. The song's dope. I would never let my mother hear it. Um, I would not play it in the company of women that weren't yeah. prepared for something like that. Right. But, oh my God, Trills. This video is insane. I just couldn't believe the 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 uh, skeet skiing, man. Like that was the why. <laughs> why? Why? Why did that have to happen, yo? Like, why was that a part of the concept? And then Tiana Trump's in the video. They're they're doing a sonogram on her throat. I'm just like, God, this isn't even like you're not even like trying to be subtle, like no. even a little subtle. No, no subtlety at all, bro. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. I just I, I just wanted to start with that because usually when we do these regional episodes, we don't really like touch on all the other shit. Like we'll save the Funk Flex, Rock Nation, all that other shit for like when we when we reconvene. It's gonna be old news by then, but I'm gonna have my thoughts together because there's so many things I want to say. But that's not the time for this right now. <laughs> not the time for this right now. Okay. So let's get into it. New Orleans is the region that we're gonna be covering. Um, and I have to say, when New Orleans was picked, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, yeah, we're going to be talking about Master P, Lil Wayne, Hot Boys. And then you start really looking into who's really from New Orleans. And then that's when things get really interesting and the list becomes a lot longer and the discussion becomes long. Um, mystical, uh, Currency, uh, you know, Baby Boy to Prince, who when I was an intern at Universal, I actually met and interacted with at that time. Remember, this is the way I live. I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. Kid Kid from the second or third iteration of G-Unit when they tried to make a quick little, like, you know, remember they did those, like, four or five song EPs real quick, and then they just kept it moving? Yeah, man. Um, You know, Gutta Gutta, Mac Main, Mr. Servon. That was a good one. I really like that one a lot, man. That's one that I'm like, yeah, that's an obscure one. Because it's so easy to go to the other ones, right? Right. But I just really wanted to give a lot of these guys, you know, that we probably won't be able to discuss at length at this point. Frank Ocean is from from New Orleans. Yeah. Now, is Frank Ocean a rapper? Um... I wouldn't call him one, but he has shown some rap skills, right? And right, and he's definitely a hip hop based R and B. So, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's on there. I think we have we have to discuss Frank just because he's part of the culture, no matter what. Even if he's not a rapper at this point, so he's on here. Uh, August Alcina, for everything that we talk about with entanglements, like that's there as well. And you can't mention Master P without mentioning Mystical Silk. Turk, I mean not Turk, um, C Murder, you yeah. know, like all those guys, and then all of the hot boys. Yeah. Birdman, you know, gutta gutta, all this. So we have a lot to discuss. I'm gonna let you choose first. You choose one of these guys that we can start talking about first. Ugh. I know it's a lot. It's That's a why lot. I left it to you. That's why I left it to you. I didn't want to make the decision. It's <laughs> well, I mean, look, man, let's if we're gonna jump out, I mean. For me, I mean, we might as well go big. Uh, and let's just talk Manny, bro. Yeah, I love it. Good, 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 good call. Um, so 
you know, recently Manny had a versus, right? And then I think that was what kind of put him back in our face and then said, okay, now you got to like go back and look and then his impact and everything as well too, right? Like, and, and that's the thing. It's like all of these records that you hold close from Cash Money, all of them are, you know, from his hands. And, you know, that, you know, big timers, all that shit, like his impact. I think that people just, it's almost out of sight, out of mind type shit, Tros. Like, if you don't have a record moving right now, if you haven't been doing shit right now, it's kind of like you almost just get forgotten for everything that you did, even if you did, like, the biggest things. You know, like, you know, like the cash money story is so, what's the word I'm looking for? Interesting. Because yeah. it's all self-made. You know? Like, it's all, it's all guys from the street linked up and they did it themselves and you know and they followed you know it, you can't talk cash money without talking no limit first right no limit if there's no limit there's no cash money let's just say that so you talk to me a little bit about manny real quick um for me man if how do i say it um you know how like i mean we're from new york we're from new york we're, you from, can keep going. we're from New York. We're from Jersey. Um, and tri-state area. And like and when we talk about like our big uh producers, um, you know, there's always uh Primo, uh, there's always Just Blaze, there's uh Pete Rock, like we have all these guys, right? And Yay made it into the mix, but if I like had my pick of producers, uh, top five producers like to work with, if I had to do a project with just one producer, Manny's in the top five for me. Like I would for sure, I would jump for joy to have fourteen Manny beats. Um, but you know, it's his influence is insane, bro. Uh. It's like hard to talk New Orleans without talking about bounce, right? Um, and way early, early 90s, like Manny really pushed bounce music to the limits, bro. And what he managed to do with combining bounce music with as his specific style of the 808 and what he did with that trigger man beat and, and bringing like classical music influences into his production. And a lot of that brassy second line stuff like that really is the catalyst of new Orleans rap blowing up. Right. Um, Cause you know it, it, it would have been hard for a lot of us to swallow bounce music, uh, not us in Jersey because we have Jersey Club, which Club, is I know a very similar thing. But getting New York to hop on to bounce music would have been a tough sell, even though that Trigger Man beat apparently is from. That uh, showboy song, who those guys are from Queens. Yep. Um, but Manny's production and hooking up with real 
lyricist in New Orleans, it's like that blew the scene out of here. I mean, P had already been doing it, but for me personally, nothing like took it to another level like Cash Money did. And that would not be possible without Manny Fresh. And I'm glad that you brought up, you know, the musical stylings because there was there's growth with Manny. Like, and 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 if you chart it from when it starts, I don't want to say it's basic, but he evolves. That's what I'm gonna say. He evolved oh. and he got better. Like, you know, you can track it year after year. And when you get from when you start to look at a lot of those big timer records, and then you get to like, and then what? You start to see like where he's getting, he's adding more things to it. And it's just, again, you know, I, you mentioned the New Orleans bounce, right? Get the Gat was a dance that everybody was doing on TikTok, but that's a song that's been around forever, right? And then think about it, this or that, this or that. So yeah. again, New, yeah. New York, New Orleans, you know, same sort of thing. It's like, we all, we, we, like you said, I'm glad that you brought up the Jersey club thing, right? Because that shit is so similar. Like, that's why we, that's why, you know, that's why, all right, maybe if I'm wrong about this, you can, you know, say, nah, you're, you're tripping, but I'm going to say this. That's why I feel like because we're up here, we have a good enough vibe on almost everything, right? Because of things like that, right? Like, we're able to hop on to different things because of, you know, Jersey Club and the things that we have up here. It's a little bit more eclectic sometimes, right? A little bit more than we, like, it's not all Tim's and, and you know, and fucking green army jackets, right? Right. So here's here's something that I'll post to you that I think is an interesting question because I saw it floated on the internet and people love to tweet stupid things and just be morons. Um, yeah, I said it. Um, I saw someone saying something about that Jay-Z didn't walk on the Ha remix and that that's why you can't put New York people on, you know, on those records. Talk to me real quick about that because, you know, I, I just wanted to rip my hair out when I read that. I honestly think... Um... It's this generational thing, bro. Uh, you weren't outside. Because no one that was ever, ever said that high remix didn't work. No one said it. Um, and if you talk to anyone from Cash Money, they would be like, you were bugging like that. Spread us all across the country. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um, the internet has this revisionist thing, right? And it's not necessarily that they know anything about uh, hip hop history, because clearly they don't. Um, it's just that it's that time, right, where it's for some reason it's the last five years have been like the dragging Jay Z time. So like you'll even get him go people saying, "Oh." Uh, why is he on like this song with Beyonce? Why did that that your breast is is my breakfast line? I hate that and all this shit. But no one hated it when it was released, right? So that's just the internet talking. None of them were there. No one knows how they are looking back in retrospect. They weren't outside when I blew up and when the remix came out and there was a whole second wave of it. And, you know, and we started getting cash money tours with Rough Ride. Like, they weren't there for it. So I mean, and I'm, it's baseless. I'm glad that you said that, right? Because it's two things. One, this generation wants to be contrarian on anything, 
on anything, right? Anything that came before them is not, you know, if it's not from their era, they want to be contrarian, right? And they want to downplay that. That's one thing I noticed. I'm glad that you brought that part up about, you know, um, Jay being on that record because I'll be honest, I wasn't on 400 Degrees until I heard Jay on Hop. Um, I was very much stuck in my box at that time where I was just like, man, fuck this. This ain't boom bap. I can't listen to this shit. Like, you know, like, y'all, I used to be like, all of them are garbage. Like, like this is literally the things that I said until, you know, like like I told you, my, my introduction into the South, it took me a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me a while because I was just so like, you know, your brother's influence is almost like all over you, right? And you're just yeah. like, yeah, man, my brother's not fucking with this. You know, like me and him would argue about like, again, He's not a big year Jay-Z fan, but that one wasn't wasn't like I'm not taking that one from him. I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not with you on that one. But the other influences, like when it comes to that stuff, ah, oh, that's just trash. That's just trash. Yeah, fam, that's just trash. Like, you know, I just trying to emulate your brother. And then it took me a while to get to it. But that was the first time that it really like hit me. Like I'd watch the videos or I would just change that shit. Like when it would come on, I'll be honest. Like, ah, whatever. Don't even care. You know, and then dip. You know, um, and then I, I think that there was just because I was a kid that I didn't realize that, you know, all those guys were from the same place. Because at the same time, when we would be lifting weights for basketball and baseball, we'd be listening to make them say, uh, like that right. shit would get us hype, man. Like right. we would be in there wild into that shit. Right. Right. Um, and it's just, again, you're a kid at that time. So you don't understand, yo, they're Louisiana, they're Louisiana, they're all New Orleans. Like you don't, you need to like, you need to understand everything. So me, you know, with no internet or anything like that, I'm just like, man, that shit's whack. But play that, make them say, oh, shit, and I'm with it or whatever. Not knowing how they are directly, you know, one is directly responsible for the other, right? And I think right. that's what's really cool about this this discussion. So, you know, the cash money thing took me a while for me to understand their impact. Really did. You know, as much as I just said that there is no cash money without no limit, and that's absolutely true. You still cannot discount what Cash Money did as far as as a team and how they and how they inspire people. You know, again, again, the the later generation they don't remember No Limits um come up. They don't oh. remember the the albums in the back of the source when it would be thirty five pages of straight up artists from on No Limit, like of people that you never heard of ever at all. Yeah, man. like I don't remember that because you don't know what magazines were. You didn't right. know that that's how this is Master P, right? With all of his own money, all of everything that he's been investing in actually investing into his artists and the source was the biggest magazine in hip-hop at that time probably the only one also guys i don't know who needs to hear this but that's where the boondocks started as well too so that's how impactful this magazine was and for it to have 30 straight pages of you know mercedes bent over uh you know uh (laughs) you know like every group that you've never like a bunch of guys that probably put out one or two albums maybe and you probably never heard of them again this is how they did it right and this is what i'm talking about so the, the 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 correlation between you know, no limit and cash money is so evident, man. And it, it all it, it it's so crazy now that you get a chance to look back at it because as a kid, you don't understand impact, right? You don't understand the struggle of how they did all this, man. And 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 it's so crazy how closely they mirror each other. I yeah. would say that. Yeah. Um, so specifically, Manny, right? Look, gotta give Birdman a slim credit. Oh, yeah. You know, look, say what you want about the business practices. And yes, you know, I will say that I don't like that. But one, I'm going to blame the artist because you should know better at this point. Like, there's no reason that you should be getting into deals with Birdman. And then you turn around three weeks later after you read your contract and like, what was in there? That's oh, yeah. your I mean, fault. Come on. If it's happening to you in 2021, you've asked for it to happen to you. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not even see. This is what's funny about it. This isn't even information you got. You got to dig for. Right. That's the best part. Right. You know, right. it's not like. You know, it's not like it's like what 
Birdman stole from people? What? No, bro. This is all common knowledge. So when you sign a deal with him and you're just like, yeah, Birdman wants me to link it, you just do that, that's your fault. But whatever. Put all that aside. You still have to give them credit. You still have to give them credit, man. You know, um, oh, oh, thing all these artists. Little Wayne's a Little Wayne is a GOAT. Whether I want to say that or not, he is yeah. a GOAT in this game. Yes. And we don't get that without them. No. I don't want to discount Juvie. I don't want to discount BG. Don't want to discount Turk. You know, that movement was so big. Yeah. You know, and, and it had so much, it had so much influence on our style as well, too. The tall, the tall tees and all that shit or whatever. That's that's a that's later on down the line. But the way they dressed was different, man. Like they we didn't we didn't dress like them, you know, and, and they had like the first time that I ever really saw like Gucci and Burberry and shit, it would usually be from the down south dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like they would, yeah, you know, man. like big timers took that shit out of here. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we had left Gucci, right? Gucci was uh, 80s New York rap, right? Which a lot of time wasn't actual Gucci. It was Dap doing it, right? Dap uh -huh. was doing it. But then, you know, specifically the Burberry shit, like big time has blew that up like insanely. <sighs> Fam, remember the Air Forces that you used to have the 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 toe box with the Burberry on the on the logo, like all that shit is all of them, man. Like for real, man. Like you, like again, you don't have to like it. You just gotta respect it and understand that that's what it was, man. And we all drip that way because of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and they, I mean, look, they even further what Rockefeller was doing, right? Like Rockefeller brought the the platinum out, right? But. Cash Money said, all right, we're bringing the platinum out, and we mixing it with the gold, and we're bringing all the big cars out. Like, it didn't even matter if the car was a prowler and it wasn't going to age well. If it was a new whip, it was going to be in a Cash Money video, bro. Like, right. they took floss to a whole nother level. I mean, look, bling is obvious, Right. Right. I mean, the we the, talked about that They're in the creators. Yeah. You know, that's that's again, this that's cultural. You know, you you adding to the culture and it's never going to go anywhere. I don't think that there's ever going to be a time where somebody's not going to say that, you know, even still like it may be out of style now, but it's it's in it's it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's in the culture like that's it. It's it's part yeah. of the culture. That's just yeah. you can't tell the culture without using talking about the word blink. And, and that's what happens. Um, switching gears real quick, because I think that, you know, with all of the, the bigger dudes, like we don't have to talk about Lil Wayne, yeah. you know, I think, I think you guys know, you know, yeah. we don't have to talk about Lil Wayne. Um, you know, the Master P thing is something that I kind of want to discuss a little bit further, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a case for Master P being the number one hip hop story in the history of this, right? As far as rags to riches and how he did it and his journey. Like wonderful, Master wonderful. P has, yeah, like you can make a case that Master P is hip hop's best hustler of all time. Smartest yes. man of all time. Yes. Um, You know, just all that money from, you know, I'm not gonna speculate however he got it, investing it the right way, Um, just, being able to take care, you know what I, you know what, um, that Dame Dash interview with, uh, with Charlemagne, it comes off assholeish when he's talking about, you know, what can you leave your kids and everything. But now that I'm a parent, like, 
Master P's been on that shit his entire life. Like that's not that's not some new concept that Dame Dash came up with. When Master P was getting things, when he had properties, when he had houses, it wasn't it wasn't to just be like, yeah, look at all these houses. One, he's making money off them. Two, he has something to leave his kids, man. Like that's that's really it. Yeah. Um, and his family and his brothers, C Murdo, you know, um, Silk. Like this is you know this is family shit. And again, self made. Talking about he did it all by himself. The labels had to come to him because he was just moving them shits out the trunk. Yeah, man. I mean, what else can be said? Like, talk to me. I mean, just give me some. You know what? The NBA shit is is legend shit in his own right. Yes. Yes. That's not mad. Again, I think we talked about it on another, another episode. That's not, hey, let's put Master P on the team because we can sell some tickets or, hey, it might be cool if we get. No, that man didn't play for There was no New Orleans team. He played for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, man. Bro, he was good. <laughs> he was a fucking hooper. Yeah. That's just another part of his legacy and his story, man. And that's what makes this shit so. Why are they making a movie about this man today? If you're gonna do it straight out of Compton, a Master P movie has to be done. You have to do it the right way. It has to happen. Go for it, man. Um, like you said, man, you're talking ultimate hustler, bro. Like from going state to state with music in the trunk to opening your own record store so you could sell the music to selling so much of it that they had to come to you and you could demand what the splits were going to look like uh, to having uh, an artist drop every week if you wanted to, um, to having in-house production with beats by the pound so everything you know there was no outsourcing there wasn't even outsourcing for cover art pen and pixel did it all uh people still imitating the pen and pixel artwork today because it's so classic we talked about it the savage mode 2 there you go that's your that's your no limit cover again you're talking influence you're talking influence every i mean look bro all these rappers have been influenced by the guys that you guys are saying, oh, this wasn't so good, or this is this looks crazy to me now, or whatever you're saying. All your favorite artists, they are the blueprints for these guys, man. Um, it's just insane. I mean, the amount of stuff that Pete did for people... Uh, I mean, he bailed out Snoop, bro. He gave Snoop a, a, a home for, like. Can we talk about that? Because there's a whole era in Snoop's career where it's No Limit Snoop. Yeah. Like, Lalo is a No Limit record. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what's crazy about that shit, right? It's like, okay, Snoop, you got a home, but go do you. Crazy. Yeah. Right? You never saw, you never, like, I never thought I'd see the day that Snoop was off death, bro. But he went right. to no limit. Right. And I mean, Snoop was not being treated as, you know, like the artist that he was. I mean, Snoop fed death row. He kept lights on at death row. And Snoop left death row with nothing. Yeah. Master P bailed that man out. He gave that man so much money to, to blossom. 
And that's just the power of Master P, man. And, right. you know, Master P moved that money over. I mean, he got Nickelodeon money, bro. Like, the man is, is an insane businessman, bro. He, the model for so many people after him. So is um bitch please is on is that's a no limit record as well too right? Yeah. Good God, is that like can we have a discussion about how that's like one of the hardest beats of all time and that like maybe nobody will ever be able to make a harder beat than that? No nah, man, that that beat is insane. Uh, switching gears real quick, okay. So you know I think we've covered Master P and yes, you know I don't think anything more needs to be said about you know what he's done for the culture and how we feel about him, right? I think it's pretty easy to say who's the best no limit artist that is homegrown from them, and that would be talking to you. For me, it's gotta be mystical. Okay, perfect. Yes. We're locking step. Perfect. All right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um Mia X was really nice though. Yes, and that's a good point. That is a very good point as well. Because I had never been a silk fan. You know, I'd always felt like it almost felt like, yo, yeah, all right, brother. You know, like, come on, you know, you could be like, you know, and then you know. The ladies liked them and stuff like that. I saw it, but I was just like, I've never really was a fan of his style, yeah. you know, with, with rapping. Yeah. Mystical, I was always with that fast shit because he was just so animated, man, and I would always be trying to fit. And then it's just like, you know what it is with his cadence, um, especially on, like, It Ain't My Fault, is, yeah, he's spitting fast, but then he takes a breath, and then he takes his tone to a different spot. Like, he gets even more hype. And then, and then like, it's like, how do you do that all, like, within, like... <laughs> You know, and that's what's funny about it. It's like, and then he gets back on. And I'm just like, yo, like how, like, how are you doing this? Right. It's incredibly creative, man. See, that's what I mean. Right. And it's little shit like that. This is what makes us nerds. Right. It's little shit like that where I'm just like, man, that guy's fucking good. Like that guy's fucking good at what he does, bro. Yeah. Because that's something that, you know, you doing that is you're taking the energy up. Right. And and it's like whenever you're putting verses together, you, you never want to go downward. Right. It's always. You know, right. the verse should always lead to the last line and should always go up. And the last line should always leave you wanting more. Not yeah. start off hot and then dip down. So I think yeah. he understood that as well, too. And I think I really appreciated that about that verse. Um, but would you say, and, and tell me if I'm crazy, would you say that his career is probably largely known more for after No Limit than it is the No Limit times? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, on a global on a global landscape, I'm pretty sure more people know uh, Danger, Shake Your Ass, Mystical, than they know uh, Unpredictable Mystical, for sure. Right. So, Shake Your Ass is one of the best songs of all time. Yes. Ever. Yes. Um, Scary Movie 2, opening. Like, this is the, the, you know, like, this is the, you know, this, yo, that whiteboard, this is the real shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. But, but influence, right? And that song is gonna be hard forever. You know, like that song's gonna be hard forever, right? Like, and then danger. Danger has such a like, what's the word? Like cheesiness to it that it just works, even still. Yeah. You know, like in in twenty twenty one, if I hear that, get on the floor. You know, like it's just it's you just got a vibe with it, man. Like that that Nivea hook. Yeah. You know, like even as a kid, I used to be like, yo, like this is this is crazy, you know, like and it's just like that beat and everything. It's like it is so wonderfully cheesy that it works, that song, yeah. that record, you know. I don't know um, who has ever addressed this, but how much I mean the mystical 
Mystical's somewhat of a, a genius, bro. But uh, I just want to know how much of Mystical came from James Brown. I mean, the voice, the way he sounds, like it's it's almost like that, huh, huh, uh, uh, that I always hear in his voice. That like now you just made that shit click in my head, and now I don't know what's up or down right now at this point. Holy <laughs> shit, man! I mean, it has to though, right? It has to, and uh, and um, he's yeah. old enough where that makes sense, right? So let's click on. Let's see. Mystical is 50. Yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, wow. Didn't know that. But yeah, there's definitely influence there. That's a good point. Very good point. Rest in peace of Soldier Slim. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's the that's the record that it's it sucks. I hate it when things like that happen. The record that was gonna take him out of here is like the last one that you get, pretty much. Yeah, man. Just, just yeah, sucks. Man. Um we can talk about Juvie, but I feel like we covered that in Cash Money. Let's move over to Currency, because I could talk days about this guy. Yeah. One of my favorite artists in the game, hands down. Biased as fuck. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen a output from an artist over this many years like Currency? No, bro. No, bro. I think I got... I was just looking at something in regards to currency, and I think I saw something like 18 mixtapes. Like, that's just mixtapes? Like, holy shit, bro. There was one year where he dropped one a month on top of dropping full-length projects. I mean, this man is just, like, either just sitting on a mountain of music that is still, that is still like, see, but here's the thing. Sitting on music that's dated and sitting on music that works whenever you feel like releasing it is two complete different things. Yeah. Right? I yeah. can sit on records from 10 years ago, but if I release them shits now, they're garbage. Yeah. But like, it's, for me, what currency is, it's not only the output. It's the, it's the downright versatility. Okay. A lot of people want to give him shit for the way he raps. It's very offbeat. It's very much his own thing, right? But that's what I think I'm drawn to with it. Like it, it his flow is is an example of, or or it's an indication of who he is. And the yeah. shit that he raps about, I believe him. Like when he tells me he's driving an old school Chevy on big ass, you know, rims and everything, and there's a girl rolling weed next to him, I believe him. I believe that shit. 100%. I do. <laughs> yeah. But the Louisiana shit, his swagger and everything, he's able to link with Alchemist. Gibbs, um, I I don't even want to like start looking like through like all of the people that he's done tapes with, on top of his own shit, on top of all the pilot talks, on top of weekend at Bernie's, on top on Bernsies, on top like dude like, and all of these albums have like some of them are just straight like no skips, yeah, like straight up, but some of them have like big big records on there, man. Like it's insane, man, how much. You can put out, so you would think the more music you put out, the more you water yourself down, right? And I think that's our major complaint when it comes to hip hop altogether is that the, the doors are open now. So it's for anybody. So of course you're going to get more bad music because yeah. there's more music. Yeah. Why doesn't currency suffer from that, Trills? Try to give me some insight on that because I have no idea. That's a really good question, man. Um, the only answer I have for that is I think more often than not, people want to 
have a good time, bro, and people want to chill. And I think currency always provides that for people. I think um, there's a sect, right, of people that are always going to have a function, right? Even if it's not like a lit, turned up function, I think there may be more people in the crib just chilling with a group of other homies and just having like a a relaxed night where you just blowing down and and drinking right and i think currency it, he will always provide that for those people and like when something is like laid back and it relaxes you and it's swaggy like that i don't think there's room for it to get stale right and that's what I think it is, too. That's a great point of just being himself. And again, it's, it's vibe music. Like, you know, when a guy... That's why I feel like I understand his lifestyle. Because the music and the subject matter doesn't change. And it doesn't get stale. It's just who he is, right? Like, I, I hate this narrative of, oh, they rap about the same things over and over again. But when it's your favorite rapper rapping about the same things over and over again, it's no problem, right? Like, every single body raps the fucking same things over and over again, dude. Everybody's favorite rapper talks about the same thing over and over again. It's just a matter of if they can keep it interesting over and over again. I had a discussion with somebody who was like, oh, Currency sounds the same on everything. And I was like, Ghostface Killer's your favorite rapper. Explain. Yeah. And I said, I'm not even trying to knock Ghostface because you know how much I love him. Explain. I'm like, tell me why it's different for your favorite rapper, but when you don't like the person and you want to take shots at them, that's the... See, that's where that shit don't add up for me, bro. It doesn't <laughs> add up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, either tell me you don't like his beat stylings. Tell me you don't like uh, his bars. Tell me you don't like his voice. Tell me something. But yeah. don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Onyx, didn't, Onyx didn't make headbanger fucking rap music all the time or whatever and then just try to change or whatever. No, they made that shit their whole fucking career. And like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like Jay rapped about selling crack up until fucking like last year. Do you think anybody cares? You know, like, I don't like, it's the same thing. Nas did all the same shit. Mob did all the same shit. All these guys, Jada Kiss is still rapping about the same shit that he's been rapping about since day one. Do you think we care? No, that shit's interesting. It sounds good. And that's what we want to hear. So yeah. I think that's my little mini rant on everything sounds the same because I hate that argument. I think that if, shit is trash. We're being honest. Every artist that is actually fucking good at what they do, they all have a sound you can rely on and content you can rely on and concepts you can rely on. I think people that are like all over the place are people trying to find themselves. Great point. Great point. Um, and I think that was what was uh, Jay's uh, discussion about um, about Nas. You know, is it Uchi Wali Wali or is it One Mike? <laughs> See, but that's just picking songs. That wasn't like, it wasn't like Nas changed a whole album thematically because of that. You know, like that wasn't the same thing. Generally, Nas's albums have always been on Nas's theme. There have just mm -hmm. been a couple times where he was slightly... Uh, Jiggy P. Diddy style Nas, and that was the Esco period. And then there's times where he's just nasty Nas. I mean, but so many people have done that. It's not yes. just Nas, right? I mean, uh, people absolutely love Eminem for the three personalities. I mean, that's even someone like Pac, right? Yes, Dear Mama, I get around. Like, see, like, Best so. 
Right. And, you know, the best part is, too, is I think that that shows how how a, a person is. We're flawed. We go through different emotions at different times. Right. So there's an argument to be made for both. Right. But right. I think the overall arcing point here is that most of your art, your most of your favorite artists have been and have been doing the same thing over and over, just different oh, ways. Oh, and that's why you like them. Yes. OK. Let's shift gears real quick. Frank Ocean. Um. So, you know, we talked about him rapping. He's on songs rapping. There's um, what's the Odd Future song that he's on? There's, there's one of them where he's just like the they're 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 all just rapping. The song's like 13 minutes long. It's like every single person on Odd Future. But Frank's in the video looking at his watch. He's sipping a drink and he's like, "What is it? Uh, rent a supercar for the day. Ride around with your homies. Blow a pound of that haze." Yo, Frank a rap. Yeah. And Frank is absolutely a gem in our culture, right? Because I love Channel Orange. I love Blonde. I just can't listen to them shits, man. Oh, especially Blonde. I can't listen to Blonde because that shit makes me like really sad, bro. Yeah. Um, I think that this is the beauty of music. When Blonde came out, I was going through something that like was really like hurtful in my life. And then it's like, Whenever I listen to that album, it always just takes me right back to that spot. And we always talk about that, right? Like good music, great music is going to take you back to the spot where you first yeah. heard it. And that's why I can't listen to that because it's going to take me right back to a moment that I I didn't like myself. I didn't like a lot of things that was going on with me. Yeah. And that album exemplifies it. That does not take away the quality of this album. Yeah. Um, and that's funny that you say that because I'm yeah. tied like that to a Frank Ocean project too. Which one? Nostalgia Ultra? Yep. Yep. Knew it. And that's a mixtape. Yeah. Talk to me about talk to me about those same feelings. Then let's do it, man. Let's let's talk through it real real quick. <laughs> Why is it always Frank? Why does it like it's uh, you know what? If Frank says he's gonna drop something, I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, my life is gonna be fucked up now. <laughs> I mean, yo, I was just like in one of those moments, man, where it was like, you know, is this like? what it's gonna be like am i like happy here or will i be more happy there and like this over there that like i've just encountered feels really fucking good right and because i was in that like shit like novocaine just felt it was it was the perfect music does this bro like you're you're feeling a certain way and and no pun right but like you're on this high and Frank delivered the soundtrack for that. Yeah. And every time I listen to it, I'm like brought back to that moment where I was like, you know, being pulled two separate ways. And and it's beautiful that like an artist can deliver something that people can connect to that way. And you still feel it. Like even when you listen back, it's, Frank definitely has done that for a lot of people, bro. Right. And we always talk on this show about mystique, artist mystique. Who has more mystique in this game right now than Frank Ocean at this point, right? <laughs> you know, between like when he pops up and he pulls up with an album, everybody's going crazy, right? And he pulls up whenever he feels like it. I yeah. want to talk a little bit more about something that nobody really ever really talks about with Frank. And I think that I was put onto it when ASAP Rocky did an interview with Angie Martinez, when he talks about how he finessed the game by using that visual album as one of his albums. And now he's free. Like, and now 
he's in a position where he's the only person that makes money off of his music at this point. Not the only person, but he gets a larger share than other people. Like Prince is in heaven smiling at what Frank Ocean was able to do. You yeah. know, and here's what I like about it. You never hear anything about Frank in the news. You never know where he's at. This is again mystique, right? In in an age of oversharing, this person who has this level in our culture has somehow flown under the radar day after day without with people just wondering where he is. Never any issues. Always like, you know, when he pops up with music, you're in on it and everything as well, too. And it's just like it's it's those sort of people that feel special because they're not doing too much. They're just here for the music. They're real people. You know, Frank strikes me as a guy who he'll do it on his own time, the music, but he won't be pressed and he's not going to crush himself. And that's beautiful. Right. Because I don't care how long it takes for you to deliver something. Deliver it. Right. Jay Electronica, who is from New Orleans. Guess we'll go to him next. <laughs> but yeah, um, and, and it's something about these guys, right, in New Orleans that is just like, all right, so you, so we've got one end of the spectrum, which is no limit cash money. And you got your other end of the spectrum, which is like Frank and, and Jay, you know, and how they have been just like low key, but everybody's been, see, you, it's less is more. And Frank knows that. And he yeah. just knows that he's got, you know, and then for him to come from Odd Future too, like we need to give, we need to start talking about them that way as well, too. Like, and that had always been my point. It's like, look, man, these were a bunch of kids. Again, self-made. These are just kids that just, like, got it popping on Tumblr. Yeah. And then they took it to a whole other place. Again, different avenues. Like, as much as you want to shit on Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy is one of the, the, the main reasons there's internet rap. You want to shit on other people like Joe Budden? Joe Budden TV doesn't open up what we're doing right now and what he has going on. Like, all these things happen, you know, and and... You know, our future was able to tap into the Tumblr um, world and they were able to, to, you know, there's so many Earl, Tyler, uh, you know, Frank, all those guys are all in the same camp, never competing with each other, anything like that, you know, and they're all over each other's records. And our future needs their needs their flowers when it comes to that, too, because we could be talking down the line if a few more of these guys, you know, jump off like the Internet. Like, you know, like think about all these things that came from there. Right. Like these are like mainstays in our culture. All of these people, all of them. And and that's crazy to think that Frank, Internet, Earl, Tyler, you know, all are are from there. And and it, I don't even know what else to say about that, man. It's just more like, again, self-made, goes into the cash money, no limit thing. But Frank's from that. Being from New Orleans and they're from Cali. Yeah. It's so crazy, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy. All right. Jay Electronica? Yeah, of course. Album of the year nominee, Jay Electronica, you know, it took the end of the world for him to drop his album. We're just going to keep saying that because <laughs> it's funny. Um, but, you know, again, we talked about it. You can sit on records and they don't work. You know, you can sit on records and, and we could act like we just heard them, right? So that album leaks, the second album leaks, and we're just like, and it's clearly not done. And we're still like, you know, it made our list for album yeah. of the year, you know. Oh, and yeah. when, oh, yeah. and when Jay's, when before these albums came out, when Jay Electronica was on your record, you pretty much everybody stopped and went to that record, you yeah. know, like here, right? You know, like I think it was Quali and High Tech. They had an album, the red cover, right? Because they got the joint with yeah, with Cole and Electronica. If I pay some more, can I help a sig? Yo, I just want to go from the slums and throw my money on the floor like the notorious bum. Uh yo, floating, floating all over that shit. So yeah. um again, Mystique. I'll drop something when I feel like it. You're going to sit there and wait 
I don't care. Um, talk to me a little bit more about Zay, man. What a year, right? Like for us to like tap all that in right there, and then we get to this New Orleans part, and we get to add this to Jay's, you know, um, discussion because we would have just still been like, "Where's the album?" And we got two. Yeah, man. Um, the really interesting thing about Jay Electronica to me is obviously, you know, we already talked about the mystique of Jay Electronica, but. Jay Electronica being a guy that you can't quite put your finger on stylistically, right? Right. Um, Jay, uh, Jay has the bars which people usually attribute to East Coast rap, right? I'm like but, it. I thought he was from New York before I found out. Right. I mean, a lot of people did. Um, but then he also has this uh, nerdiness about him that also makes you go, okay, so maybe he's not a new york rapper right because like oh i'm getting like the oddest references and this super weird uh movie clips are tied into his work and uh you're getting like like tesla references like it's all over the place and you just can't put your finger on him right but it, it didn't matter he was dope right uh the for me when I had first heard of JLX, uh, it was like, oh, he um is tied to Erica Badu, right? And the guy produced the intro on Nas's untitled album, and it's like, right. what? Like, it's like, yo, who like who is this dude, right? And he managed to work with Just Blaze, which no one can pull in but Hove. And 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 just sat with him and didn't care. Like, you know, also like, you know, he was he was behind the hype, but he also wasn't like rushing or anything. Like, so like, you know, we just watched the white rapper show, right? And that man was talking about how busy he is. He got imagine that's that going on. This is like so behind him that he's just like, I don't care, bro. Take your time, do whatever you want, man. That's crazy. It's yeah. it's it's an unbelievable story, man. Uh, and you know, we get like probably the most explosive record of the year, right? With Exhibit C, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, "Okay, this is it, right? This is the uh, the finger and the in Earth's core, right? Everything's different. Everything's different. Raps." completely different now because of this one single right because and, of bar work and because of straight up like the the it's just it's just straight up raps there's no hook and it's just like and then you you let that that instrumental is incredible but yeah, i'm sorry it's beautiful um and when's the last time someone rapped that long without a hook that people actually memorized from top to bottom and I think that you saw that when he performed at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Fest and he brings out Jay. But when he goes to Exhibit C, that what that's a New York record somehow. Yes. Yeah. That's not a New Orleans record. Right. I don't know if that's because it just blazed. All right, it's because it just blazed. But it's just it's just that that it's but then, you know, because exhibit is I don't know if it's what's the one that Fab used on the soul tape? That's exhibit B, right? That's B. Cause that one. That one is incredible, and and yeah. like Exhibit C is the one that everybody knows. I get it, I get it. Yeah. But B, 
Whew. That beat on B is so sinister and just like, yo, yeah. like that shit is incredible. Like once I'm done here, I'm going to play that shit like really loud <laughs> in my headphones. It's just, and then, and then like the way that just brings the pianos in on it or whatever. And again, you know, to have this series of a guy just rapping with no hooks and to have it be that good. Right. And then it's yeah. like, like you said, like, we're like, all right, this is it. Like, you know, like now shit is changing. Like now yeah. she's going to go this way because you have to remember the state of rap. When this song comes out, keep going. Um, and you know, like then it comes because I have been hearing, oh, he spent time and uh, and Brooklyn, right? And then I hear, oh, but he spent time in Philly, right? And he even says that in songs and shit. And then it finally, like with Exhibit C, you hear that he's from Magnolia, right? And it's like, whoa, like, mind-blowing. But, and you look into New Orleans history, right? And if you ever talk to Manny Fresh, he'll tell you. Um, I was like, yo, we got to work with Juvenile because Juvie would literally rap for me for hours and never stop rapping. And... I think that's a lost piece outside of Lil Wayne, right? That people forget that New Orleans, although it's their rap came from bounce and it came from just getting women to shake their ass and eventually became this like super blingy thing. They are a, a city of real rappers. Um, and that came just from needing an alternative to bounce. Like people, there was so many guys. I mean, uh, you could name like so many of them, man, like the old school Ninja Crew stuff and UNLV, like all those guys really rapped and it was really hard shit. Mm -hmm. And they all came from these certain projects so it it just it, it it made sense right that like oh shit like all of the magnolia shit like what really popped was like flashier shit but even in that if we were paying attention there were real rappers there and jlx not the first one uh wayne was there bg was there juvie was there currency really raps like and you know you get to see how different this city is. Like it's not, it's bounce and it's twerk, but it it's layered, man. Yeah, well said, man. And I think that's a perfect place to end. Like we're almost at an hour, and I think you know we we pretty much covered everything. But like I said, I thought it was really cool that we got to do New Orleans because then I was like, okay, you know, you know your mainstays, but it was also really cool to find all those other people that yeah. that you just like either forget about or just like overlooked. I would say, yeah. you know. Magnolia Shorty is important. There's other people on yeah. here that I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Moby Dick. Um, yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk about um, D1. I want to talk about yeah. um, you know, like we could be here. You know, if we did one of these and we really dug into all of these dudes, we could be here for like two, three hours straight up talking about different artists bro, from that. Sure, time. bro. Fucking magic. Um, magic you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, like just so many, man. And I think that you know. 
it just goes to show you that, you know, this shit is so deep because there's so many years of hip hop that when you go through regions, you really start to realize that, man, this shit has been around forever because there's so many people that need to be discussed when you get to those parts, right? Like, like I'm glad that we're holding off on the New York one because that one, I think we, I think that one's got to be a longer one. I mean, no bias or anything like that, but well, I just don't think, I don't think we could do it in an hour. Yeah, it's not biased. The problem with New York is, right, that we don't want to um, be the guys that are breaking it down to boroughs. Because if we break it down to boroughs, then New York gets too many fucking episodes. Yes. So we have to clump five boroughs, and that's a long talk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait for that one. So the way that we're doing it is it's just Trills is putting it in like a randomizer when we go to do these and he just hits it. And that was New Orleans. So whenever New York pulls up, that's it. But we've already covered Chicago and New Orleans. And I like that because it's outside of the comfort zone that we would have normally had if we would have just said, all right, Cali. All right, New York, you know. You know, and I and I really can't wait to dig into the Florida one whenever that is. I'm gonna wait. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheat. Like whenever we pick Florida, like I want to start looking because I know that I'm gonna find similar things, like I said, when it came to all this. So yeah, man. Yo, well, we do that the more it's like how are people just easily naming their top 20 or 30 rappers? That's why you know who's in your top 10. Don't ever ask me that. Don't ever ask me that. Come on, bro. Like, I could narrow it down to five because there are five undeniable, like, people that completely change the game. Like, that's easy to do. But when you're getting to, like, you're stretching it out and making it wider, I don't know how people manage to do that. Yeah, and I don't know how we kept this discussion, even with the No Limit Cash Money thing, into, like, within an hour. And really, we started this about, like, 10 minutes in, so it was really, like, 50 minutes. I think we did a good job and covered a lot. It was really you. Like, you you really carried this episode, man. I was I was loving the insight on everything on this, man. It was uh, – this is a really fun episode here, man. So, um, you know, that'll probably do it for us this week. You know, just subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Um and yeah, you know, thank you to everybody who's been supporting and asking. And um, you know, we'll be back next week. Well, two weeks with a with a regular episode. We might try to think about some other things. I'm gonna try to convince Trills to join another social media because I was one of the people that got a golden <laughs> ticket clubhouse um invite. And I think that that would be cool because then we get to t- talk with other people and we get to hear from you guys if you want to interact with us. And that would be pretty cool because I always like to bring other people's perspective and just, you know, just don't go on there like if we say somebody's dope, be like, yeah, he's trash. You know, like. <laughs> I'm gonna start booting people out of the chat room or whatever. So like, <laughs> but yeah, um, follow Trills at Trilly Trills on um Twitter at Jason Aponte two one zero three on Twitter. Trills, do you have anything that you need to promote? Anything else that's going on in your new music? Um, on anything like that? You know how you just don't want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> um, some new comment, but you know, I I like have to uh decide what it is. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know what you know what piece or what. I want to put out. I'm mm. very weird about this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but other than that, same old, same old, Trilly Trills on everything. Uh, all the music platforms, every streaming platform, every social media platform, except Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yo, what you playing when you, you go, you go, you playing Exhibit B, yo, when you done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I'm playing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, play 400 Degrees real quick, man. That's the shower man, music, man. That's it, man. I gotta get hyped because I'm about to go do another show real quick. But yeah, I'm gonna have this shit turned all the way up, bro. But yeah, man. Um, thank you guys for everybody that's tuning in, and and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks.
Yeah, yeah.